Championship wise on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten champions. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Pretty. Lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 260th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, good to be back here. Um, you know, the schedule can get a little crazy at times, but uh, good to be back, and I don't know. And now that some of the other things have wrapped up, like the way the Phillies have played the last couple of weeks, I'm ready for football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hasn't been a great time for the Phillies. I mean, they're probably actually playing where they should have been playing for the first two right. months of I said, the season. I said, honestly, they exceeded expectations. They weren't as good as they played the first two months of the season. They're not as bad as they've played the last two weeks of the season. They're somewhere in between. Yeah. And this is why it's good to get off that hot start because you're not – you're struggling right now. Yep. They won today, but um, – Yep, they did. Four to three. They gave up less than ten runs in a game, so that's right. good. But instead of talking bad about a team I like, we can – Talk bad about teams I don't care as much yeah, about. Yeah, sure. Right? <laughs> I, I am glad you mentioned the schedule because I already had a summer schedule change. Things moving around are actually going to lose <sighs> one of these shows, unfortunately. But that's just the way it works sometimes. And we're going to have to do two divisions in one show probably towards the end of July uh, and wrap up the NFL predictions before the month of August even begins, if you can believe that. But that's just the way it works with... Uh, vacations and other matters as well as doing our other show you know the bulldog hour while isn't doesn't have a wide breadth to cover uh in terms of a huge audience around the Still nation gives us plenty to talk about it's popular locally and you know is in terms of uh these shows going head to head the bulldog hour gets more views and interactivity than than this uh show does so while this one covers a 
larger scope, the more uh, locally based one is more popular. So we're going to be dedicating a bunch of our time from August through probably parts of November to that show before we dive back in towards the end of the regular NFL season and uh, cover pro football. But we will have a show like once a month to talk NFL during the beginning and middle parts of the season. But you won't hear from us on a weekly basis on the NFL until probably December. Hopefully December, because that means that means good things for the Bulldogs. Yeah, that would that would be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to t- get into that mode. Like I said, um, hopefully, hopefully we have to force some baseball in there somewhere. That would be fun. I would love nothing more than for us to have to force some baseball true, talk come true. September, because yeah. that would mean good things. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll hold on. We'll hold on that one for a couple months. Speaking of which. 75 days from the time we started this show will be kickoff against the Central Dolphin Rams in That's Harrisburg. Crazy. Yeah, 75 days from right now. It's kind of crazy because school just let out. Yeah. <laughs> but with the season starting a week earlier, these these milestones are coming sure. closer and closer and closer. I'm not sure school will have started. No, school won't have started. You don't not, start not until them. the following right, right. Monday or Tuesday right. or something like that. Yeah, so there'll be this is kind of like when I was at Penn State. I saw a regular season football game at Beaver Stadium before I was in my first class at Penn State. Well, I know. I, bu- I believe it's still the same way. I think Ohio State works on like quarters maybe. Yeah, or I something. think you're right. Like their classes usually don't start till like that third week of September or something like that. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, not that anyone cares about that, yeah, that, cares? that team. but yeah. <laughs> Why does anyone care about them? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so shifting the schedule there will definitely change things up. And, and like you said, that probably reflect our schedule a little bit come August as well. Right. So, but we are here to talk NFL tonight. We're on our second division of the eight. We're going to stay out West, but cover the national football conference conference tonight. And, uh, not much has changed for them since 2002 when the major realignment happened. It's still the usual suspects, the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks, all of which have won the division within the last six years but some teams are trending up some some teams are looking to go in the wrong direction after some failures last year offseason moves or uh people just deciding i'm not going to show up yeah this is this is an interesting one um when we talked to afc west a few weeks ago um it was different it was interesting for a different reason there you know it's kind of i don't know has a different feel to it than this one um Basically, I feel like the AFC West is kind of like, all right, well, who's going to be least bad, right? Yeah. Here, I think we have the potential to talk about some seriously improving teams or team. You know, we'll kind of leave that <laughs> as, um, you know, to be determined here. But, you know, I, I feel like there there are some strong possibilities. You could make the argument that some of these teams are really heading in the right direction, whereas I feel like. AFC West, we left with a lot of question marks everywhere. We were like, uh, we think it'll be this, you know, like, but there's some clear, now, whether it turns out that way, who knows, but it's pretty clear to start that there are some teams, you know, that have made themselves better. Let's just put it that way, where in the, you know, I, I think we, we talked about the Broncos have made themselves better. We don't know how how much that right. will account for in terms of wins, but we feel like they're better. 
but outside of that, it's like, I don't really know, you know, like, um, so I don't think that's going to be the case once we've gotten through, um, that won't necessarily be our take on these teams in the NFC West. Yeah, so we're going to do it the way we did the AFC West. Instead of, like going, approach, yeah. instead of going from reverse order fourth to first, we're going to go alphabetical order by city or region and give where we think each of those teams will finish. So going by that, we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Last year, they finished 8-8, eight and eight, good for third place in the NFC West. But which way are they trending according to people like us? And I think you actually have to split this in two because I think the grand scope of the roster is, I struggle to say worse, but I don't know based on what some of the other teams in the division have done, if they actually are better on paper. Now I do think in a vacuum by themselves, but when you look at actual matchups, are they better in their matchups than they were last year? a lot harder to give them the yes in there than have they improved anywhere like in isolation yeah maybe i think in terms of veterans and star players they're worse but i do like their draft class so they have some young guys including someone who's going to be looked upon to take the reins yeah maybe this year i mean generally you don't want to rush a rookie quarterback at all from what i'm hearing after this first week of otas or this first round of otas here surprise if rosen isn't the starter right the talk was and you know this gets to be a bit of hyperbole here but it's like um can a rookie win the job in the offseason like before training camp basically was like can a rookie actually win the job because they said rosen in his ability there and just from what they what their other options are, um, may have won the job already. So Sam Bradford cashing in again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you do you. Yeah. So Rosen was the first pick by the Cardinals at ten. He dropped a little bit, has a huge chip on his shoulder. <laughs> uh, but they made a great pick in the second round with wide receiver Christian Kirk, the Aggies mm-hmm. receiver, big play potential there. Yeah, he kept putting up big plays and, and decent numbers when Texas A&M wasn't always putting up big numbers. And, and you know, they've fallen off the map a little bit because they can't stop anyone anymore. But um, Christian Kirk, I like that pick. They got Michigan center Mason Cole in the third round. Then one of my favorite picks, the Fordham running back in round four, Chase Edmonds. We all know what David Johnson is capable of, but he was injured last year and is still working his way back into prime physical condition for the long NFL season. So Chase Edmonds should be a nice compliment for David Johnson. And then in round six, one of our homeboys, Chris Campbell from yeah. the Nittany Lions. So Penn State represented on the Cardinals roster roster this year via the NFL draft. Round six, pick eight for him. And they also added another offensive lineman in Corey Cunningham in round seven. So the first two picks were definitely great picks. I think they did an excellent job getting the quarterback situation settled for at least a two to three years at a minimum, adding a dynamic playmaker at wide receiver and also at the running back position. And then we got to got to mention Chris Campbell because he was a, a great player for Penn State over the last few seasons. So yeah. overall, their draft, I was happy with it. But, you know, they did lose Tyron Matthew in the offseason. Right. And uh, like we alluded to earlier, they're uh, they're going to have a tough time in their division just because I think there's at least one, if not two teams, I would say definitely better than them. I would agree. Um, yeah, it, it gets tough because 
All right, so you have, man, you know, when I look at it, I know we brought this up at the very end of the AFC West conversation, but when you put them in the NFC West, think about quarterbacks. You don't have to give me your rankings, but like as I'm going through this myself, when I think about, all right, even if Josh Rosen is a really good quarterback, where do I put him in the list of quarterbacks in the NFC West? He could be good this year and be the worst quarterback in the in the division. Mm-hmm. You know, could be. You know, it, <sighs> yeah, yeah. So I I think I look. It's tough. Do you want me to give a? Yeah, well, I'm a actually. I'm, I, well, I'm just thinking right now, looking at their roster because I I forgot that they had signed Justin Pugh and Andre Smith on the offensive line. Yeah, um, which I think gives them a pretty good yeah. offensive line. Uh, I just I worry a bit a little bit about their um their linebackers uh no. you know they ha- they got the um the very raw linebacker from Temple last year Hassan Reddick um Scooby Wright was a big local player for them and I just new coaching staff Dayon B- Buchanan too, right? is more of a safety playing linebacker um he's kind of one of those. Uh, hybrid college mm-hmm. players that doesn't have a defined fit in the NFL, and I man, I like their offensive line. I actually don't. I, I like their offense. They needed Christian Kirk for sure because after Larry Fitzgerald, they didn't have too much. I mean, unless you're a huge JJ Nelson fan, uh, I don't know. I mean, this all is going to relate to how well does either Josh Rosen or Sam Bradford perform. Yeah. And they're going to go as far as the quarterback can take them because this team was 8-8 eight and eight last year. But with right. the strength in some of the other teams in the division, I don't think they're going to be any better than that. Right. It's because, yeah, like while they added pieces, they also lost some pieces, like you said. And I don't know that the pieces that they added helped them in comparison when you look at what some of the other teams did. I'm going to put them at, especially because I feel like you're going to have a rookie quarterback in there pretty early there. Um I'm going to put them at 7 and 9. <laughs> I'm going to put them in last at 6 and 10. So I don't have the guts to do 6. Like, that's I, I, basically I don't, what it came down I to. I don't like to, but the way I know I'm going to do the other ones, I feel like I have to. Right. So, and this isn't, this to me would be, as long as, if it is Rosen, if he shows progression throughout the year, this is a good 6 and 10. Because yeah. as if Rosen makes a huge stride and they get some better defenders on the roster, the team could go from it's, six and ten to ten and six easy in twenty nineteen. It's like like what I was talking about in the AFC West too. Like you don't need you don't need Patrick Mahomes to be necessarily like winning a Super Bowl next year. What you need is to not be figuring out or not, like at the end of this season, not thinking like, "Ooh, is it too soon to draft another guy?" Or you know, like it, it's things like that. But I feel the same way here, like. They took Josh Rosen number 10 overall. So there's going to be plenty of time for him to win, you know, the job and all of that stuff in in Arizona. However, what you want is you don't want to get to the end of this season and everybody being like, oh, Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, I don't know if he can get it done. And like all those whispers of things that were or were not his fault coming out of UCLA. You don't want those things becoming the whispered about topics in Arizona. And I honestly don't know. Like, I keep, I go back and forth all, all the time on like all the other stuff with him. Like, 
I'm, I wasn't a big Josh Rosen fan, and then like it seemed like the thing to do was like kind of pile on Josh Rosen, and I was kind of like, I don't know that that's really the reaction either. You know, like I, I just don't know. Um, yeah, I mean he he's got the tools, and they said he looked good, so I, I'm going to give him seven. But I, I think they're building, but. In this case, building, they have to kind of firm up that foundation first. And maybe they're doing that with the offensive line and some running backs getting healthy and, and more diverse there. Um, but like you said, there's plenty of work to do on that defensive side. And I love Larry Fitzgerald, but how long can he be your best wide receiver? Right, yeah, that's why you know, they like, needed Christian Kirk. Right. Like they they had to get him because right. they had a bunch of relative, you know, to the general football fan no names. They had a yeah, bunch of fours them. out there. Yeah. A bunch of fours and Larry Fitzgerald. Who's now been, you got uh, Fitzgerald and Kirk. That's not a decent. That's not a bad be, duo. Fitzgerald but. is great as your two or three, and I'm not saying he's not your best target, especially as you get down there in crunch time or anything like that. I just mean like you need some burners because Larry Fitzgerald isn't that guy anymore. No. Like well, he's he never a physical was. specimen. He's, right, he's right. an incredible receiver, but he never yeah. was that straight line. Right. outrun people. Right. So like, yeah, I'm putting him at seven and nine just because I, I are think they fourth? Gonna be good. Are they last? Yeah, I have them Yeah, I have them last, but I'm going to say I'll say 6 and 10, which is a two game step back, but I think they're in place to make a run in the future. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not all down on the Cardinals, but that's 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 where I am. It would not surprise me to see them if Rosen has a good year though. I think they could go 10 and 6. I think they could go okay. two the other way. Right? Especially if the offensive line is significantly better, that helps Rosen which makes his wide Dupati. receivers better. They brought in Mikey Potty from the 49ers right. a few years and, ago. And then they've got the running backs. They've got the guy they drafted that you were saying out of Fresno. Chase Edmonds. Right? No, uh, Fordham. Fordham, sorry. I had an F right. <laughs> um, and then they had, but like complete opposite, like Fordham and Fresno. Like not anywhere close. Just a bit Literally outside. as far apart as they could get. <laughs> um, but the, you know, so they have some weapons. Like it would be exciting, like if they get it going. And they weren't as bad last year as like I I feel like I thought they were. Yeah, I honestly I was thinking that they won five or six last year. So to see that right they when were you eight, were like they're eight eight, 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 I was like, oh, oh gosh, man. yeah, that makes this even harder. But so there, we both think the Cardinals are the worst team in the a- NFC West. But we're kind of head. I think they're getting there. better for the future, and it just takes time. It right. takes time. Trust right. the process. That's right. So that is right. So the next team alphabetically <laughs> is going to be the L.A. Rams. First season in L.A. You know, and all they were able to do is, uh, well, win 11 games and the division. Now, they uh, they had tough time when they got into the second season, losing to the Falcons in the wild card round. But what a first year for Sean McVay and a sophomore campaign for Jared Goff. And yeah. the renaissance man, Todd Gurley, who was, you know, expected to be a great player in this league, had a great first season and then kind of trailed off a little bit. Man, McVay's Listen, offense we, has him going. We talked about this a lot last year. I defended Jeff Fisher for a long time. I feel like he was a great coach for the Titans for a long time. Yeah. I feel like he was a good coach for the Rams for a long time. He clearly was not the answer. And, man, like looking back, there was a story right before the season last year Um one of the old coordinators for the Rams, and I think he had been a head coach a couple of different places. I forget his name, but Mike he was Bart? yes. He wrote. Yeah, he had him? a book. Come oh out, yeah, right? you're right. Okay, I know. You're and he say, like yeah. ripped like McVeigh and like the Rams organization for like hiring some kid. You know, who like you know, it's gonna it's gonna backfire. Like he's never been a head coach. Blah 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 blah. All this stuff. 
And what do they do? They go out and they were arguably the second best team in the NFC. Definitely one of the top teams in the NFC and, you know, a top six team in the league last year. You know, like from firing their coach the year before and what they they scored like one touchdown over the course of three weeks last year at one or two years ago at one point. And now their offense is firing on all cylinders. The Rams are good. And they were probably the most aggressive out of any well, San Francisco made some made some moves too, right. but they were probably the most aggressive team in free agency and, and things like that. So like they're not resting back saying like, oh, we've got this good young core. We're gonna, you know, make sure we we've got this going. No, they're gonna they're going after it. You know, they're they're ready for it and they, they want to keep things moving. So I really like what the Rams have done. As an independent, you know, kind of viewer here, I hate what the Rams have done as an Eagles fan. Right, right. Although they have kind of sped up the process, like they there's a lot of money shelled out for a long time in uh, LA right now. So, like, for, from their viewpoint, like they hope these moves kind of push them up a notch and don't end up if they don't get the return and then get burdened down by some of these contracts. That that wouldn't be good for them. So good for me. Not good for them. <laughs> this I didn't realize the futility that the Rams had been having. Uh, when they were uh, in St. Louis for so long, yeah. uh, they you know they were good in the the very late nineties when uh, Kurt mm-hmm. Warner burst onto the scene. They made the playoffs five out of six years. They went to the Super Bowl twice, winning once. But then in two thousand four, they squeaked into the playoffs and actually upset the Seahawks, but only went eight and eight. So this was their first year to win more than eight games since two thousand. Well, more than eight games since two thousand three, when they went yeah. twelve and four and were upset by the Panthers. The next Which year, they made kind of crazy that Jeff Fisher still had a job, isn't it? <laughs> like it's kind of crazy. Well, how long was he there for, though? Yeah, but okay, so he came in. He was there for Bradford, right? I honestly, I don't remember. Or maybe he, the year after. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think. I don't think maybe that uh, was still March. I I don't know. No, no, it wasn't March. Yeah, he was. I'm trying to think of. Uh, Steve, Steve Spagnuolo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because that was after those Giants runs. Um, that was 2010. 2011 was still Spagnolo. I feel like Fisher was like 13 or something Probably. like that. Oh, there he is. 2012. Steve Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. I read Steve somewhere. It might sure you did. Steve Jackson. Even a, yeah. Steven Jackson. So, <laughs> Fisher was there for, what, five years? 2012 never, to and, 2016. Yeah. And, and never won more than seven games. Yeah. So, and had Aaron Donald, defensive rookie of the year, and Todd Gurley, offensive uh, rookie right. of the year. So, yeah, so the Rams are looking good as a strong, strong season for them. Didn't finish the way they had wanted to, but, no. you know, it doesn't always work out that way. But they, uh, they've got young pieces. They've got a young and energetic head coach. Um, probably the, Biggest negative for them right now is that they didn't have a great, great sign or excuse me, great draft this year, mostly because they didn't have first or second round picks due to trades. Right. And the rest of the guys was mostly quantity over quality, it seemed. Now, maybe they'll find a diamond in the rough, but they are built to win now. Like they need to get it done in the next probably two to three years. Right. This year, 1920. Which is interesting because they got the young quarterback, so they're all in on. On, yeah, uh, that's not an no. indictment on Goff because he's no. still young and he'll be good for a number of years. You expect right. it's just they'll have to sign a bunch of these guys, right. and that's where the problem comes right. in. Exactly. So 
Um, yeah, down yeah. a little bit on the Rams, mm-hmm. I guess, in the very long future. But the current time, <sighs> there, it's yeah. very, very high. Uh, they have a ton of talent, and they added more. Mm-hmm. Now, they lost Sammy Watkins, but they added Brandon Cooks, right. who is probably a better fit for them. Uh, Co- Cooper Cup had a great rookie year at receiver, and uh, they have Mike Thomas and Robert Woods. And they're good, man. They they just yeah. If golf, the the trio of golf, Gurley, and now Cooks. I didn't even mention Tavon Austin. Who they can right. use as a, every every down you know every kind of player. Uh, you know, and their defense, man, has been top notch. Mm-hmm. Now we they did trade Quinn to the Dolphins, but with Brockers and Donald, uh, inside or able to rush the passer and. Um, uh, they got you got one of one of your uh, favorites, Connor Barwin, when yeah. he was there a few yeah. years ago. Um, you know they've got quite quite the team in LA right now. So it's just it's kind of amazing what they've been able to do too because they added Sue to yeah. go with Aaron Donald. Uh, they brought in Ramick Wilson, a and linebacker like, who I really I liked hate, for I, the Chiefs. I, I only kind of mean this as like a dig at the Dolphins, oh, but yeah. like. I, sorry, finish you your know, sentence. I you gotta know correct Sue, myself. You know Sue is gonna have a big year, right? Like that's just what's gonna happen now, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot they they Austin is with oh, the Cowboys. Right. I completely you're forgot right. about that. I'm glad I glad I saw that so I can correct myself. I completely forgot that they got rid of Austin. Um, now that one uh, that one sailed sailed over my head trying to think about their yeah. their moves. So they they did lose some pieces, but they they gained. A lot. Did they yeah. also get Aqib Talib? I think they did. Yeah, that's a, they added him as well. Now they lost, um, uh, what's his name, Tremaine Johnson, yeah. uh, who had been their franchise cornerback for really a number good. of years. Right. They got rid of Watkins, but they brought in guys to at least replace them, and some would arguably yep. say are better. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're pretty high on the Rams. I'll Hopefully you... they can stay healthy. Yeah. I'll um, let you give the first one. Okay. Um yeah, I mean they're in win now. This is has to happen in the next few years. Yeah. They were eleven and five last year, and I think they match that. Maybe even go a game better. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say first place and twelve and four. That's what I'm saying. First place and twelve and four. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. It's unfortunate I, they have to do it with such crappy uniforms, no uh, because if they would just use their alternate. If the NFL would let them use their alternate as their every down, and they're able to use the their new helmet with right. the white, yes. it looks so fine. So, my favorite Rams uniform, and like you said, might be out of rotation still, but I like the white and blue helmet with the white and blue uniform. Like This one, this yeah. middle one right here? Yes, but I even less, I don't want the gold stripe. I, want, well, I know, but they're not allowed to do <laughs> no, that. No, I know, so. I know, which is ridiculous. Why, like... I don't know. I, Why is that a thing? Who knows? I trying to figure out some of the the rules is uh, as bad as the NCAA sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But we're high on the Rams. You know. Yeah. They burst under the scene last year, caught some people by surprise. But it comes down to that quarterback. If Goff played like he did as a rookie, they wouldn't have been there. But right. McVay came in, helped him out, got surrounded him with guys that could help him. Goff had confidence from his his teammates and his staff. And that helped Gurley's game get better, and the defense was already strong. So you should, we should have seen it on there that if Goff made the proper steps and progression, 
the Rams were a team that could make some noise last year, and they did. Yep. The same thing is true this year. We expect them to be good now. Right and now, they the expectation is there. They're not right. sneaking up on anybody this year. No, you know, like they're going to have the target on their back out west, and and a lot of preseason. I think they're going to be a hot preseason pick. You know, like lots of stuff. So it's going to be interesting. You know, that it has shifted. It's been a while since they were high. These high of expectations for the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we're both in agreement on the first two: Cardinals in fourth, Rams. In first, we'll use the middle to work where itself the, out. Yeah, where do these next two teams fall? So alphabetically, San Francisco is next. The 49ers were six and ten last year, fourth place in the West. But I believe they won their last what six games? Yeah, or five like games. I think it was five. I think um, um, Garoppolo went. I think went five and zero oh at the end to to win it all. Well, to like win out. Win, I think he hasn't lost as a starter, right? Yeah, I think he's. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's he's undefeated. Yeah. Uh, so the 49ers, yeah, they were started 0 and 9. They won six of their last seven to oh. go to six and ten. And that is because of Garoppolo. Like there's no other reason for it. When no. he came, they started to win. Oh, and you've got a, a quarterback whisperer there in Kyle Shanahan, you know, like with a quarterback that they were able to get for obviously he's not going to be undefeated for his career. But no. like and if he is, it's the best trade ever. But like, and he's the greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> yes, yes. But when you look at if they're able to get good enough quarterback play out of him, it's a steal. Like it's a steal. Didn't they get him like straight up for a second rounder? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and then it goes back to that story about how Belichick didn't want to send him to the Browns because he didn't want to screw him over. <laughs> Uh, yes. We also knew that he wouldn't sign with the Browns and was afraid he was going to end up in the AFC East. Right. So, legitimate stuff. <clears throat> uh, so, a few people that the 49ers lost. They did lose some offensive linemen in Daniel Kilgore and Brandon Fusco. Some big names in Leon Hall and Carlos Hyde. Also, moving on, Garoppolo is the big one. They got him and signed him to a five-year contract. Um, they also brought in Seahawks cast-off Richard Sherman, Vikings cast-off Jarek McKinnon, former Giants center Weston Richburg, and former Cowboys lineman Jonathan Cooper, who also started his career with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So um, they, uh, they, they redid the offensive line because in addition to the ones I already mentioned, they also, their first pick was Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame, yeah. the offensive tackle. Good pick. He, he was a good pick. Um, they got Dante Pettis from Washington. He's kind of the slash player. All right. Uh, interesting guy. I'm not sure about the rest. Time will tell. There's yeah. a lot of bodies and names there. Nothing that really jumps out to me. But McGlinchey and Pettis, I thought, were a good and, first two picks. To be fair, and I lo- I love John Lynch as a player. I didn't like that when he played for Tampa Bay. But, like, I, I like John Lynch as a player. There's still, you know, it's yet to be seen, like, on his talent evaluation. I know it's more than just the GM. Like, I get there's a lot of talent evaluation stuff there. But, um yeah, when when you look at you know the guys like how's how's this going to work? You know, um, you know from all reports they got a favorable deal on the Richard Sherman thing, very team friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Richard Sherman seems happy, and if he's happy, then that you may still get some good stuff out of him. He's not going to be the like you know all pro guy necessarily that he was before, but he can be really good for you. Um, and so, you know, it, 
it'll be interesting. Like as as this goes, I think they're getting better. I think we can tap the brakes on you know a little bit on how much better they're going to be. Um, are you ready for me to give my? Yeah, my go opinion? ahead. I'm going to put them at eight and eight, and in okay. third place. Okay. I'm going to put them at eight and eight, and in third place. Um, I, I've... I think they're getting better. I just think there's still a bit of figuring out there to do. I think the Rams have gotten even better as the one. So I think they're distancing themselves a little bit. And I think it's going to be a bit more of a pack. Um, They had a little bit of uh, off the field issue with Ruben Foster. Now the, the significant, really terrible stuff supposedly been cast off, right? but still there's, there's that kind of lingering over them. You know, everyone focuses on Garoppolo and you should quarterbacks, the most important position on the field. If you've got that guy, you should be close to 500 just surrounding him by average talent, if he's that good. Yep. And I think that he is. He kind of proved it last year because they don't have a lot at no. the skill positions. They're they starting would... to turn over the roster, but yeah. it's still not like this is still a transition year. So if yeah. you think the 49ers are going to go from six and 10, winning six of their last seven, and then this year, which go is 11 why, and five. They gave, they gave Shanahan like what, a six or seven year deal, I think, when he became the coach there. Something like long term because they, and their actions prove that they understand this is going to take some time. So. It'll be interesting to see if they hold on there. But, yeah, you look – I mean, look at the wide receivers. You know, I – Pierre Garçon, like he's probably yeah. had his better days. Marquise Goodwin, a decade ago. he's your Pierre Garçon he's had his best years guy. a decade ago. Same thing with Pettis. Like, who is your number one go-to guy? Exactly. Aldrick who? Robinson? Right. I, a lot I of these know. guys – a lot of these guys, in my opinion, right now, would be the third wide receiver three or on fours. most teams. Yeah, three right. or fours. So – not saying they can't be good, but like threes and fours struggle when they're ones and twos, right? There's a reason they're threes and fours. It's like in baseball, like there's a reason you have guys that are relievers, right? Like they're not starters. They're not closers. Yeah. They're relievers. Um, not to say that they can't develop, but I, I, I honestly looking it over. I know. I, I think I like the Cardinals roster better except for quarterback. Yeah, and I had the Cardinals at six and ten. So if Garoppolo can perform the way he did last year, I think the Forty ers are. You said eight and eight. I'll go seven and nine. Yeah. Uh, so they're one game better, but they're still in the process of changing the team, and they need help at the skill positions because I think they've got the line, which is good right. and should help McKinnon. And I think their defense is serviceable and probably above average, right. but they still got a couple positions to address there, and they need better. Stable of running backs and dynamic wide receivers. So they should be looking for that in the draft next year. So I'll say seven and nine also in third. I was actually ready to bump them to second because I was, you know, just thinking at the end of last year, but yeah. I'm just not sure they can do it for a whole 16 games. I agree. And I think there's absolutely no way they do it for 16 games. So even uh, though I think, I think they're building, like I have no problem with them going, you know, 500 or even seven and nine. Like, they they're a team that they could be seven and nine next year, which is only one game improvement, and be significantly better off than they were the year before. Yeah, I'm not saying they're better as a team. Like I get, oh, they're only one game better. It didn't make the playoffs. Doesn't matter. No, it does matter because you're not not like fantasy football where you're just drafting a whole new team every year. Like right. that's not how this works. Uh, you got to build, and so um, it, you know, you know what I was gonna say. Not to toot the Eagles on horn, but no, I am. I am going to do that. They had the pieces in place to be successful so that when they got the quarterback and they got some of those other key pieces, they were added, able to add 
the key pieces. That's what you need to do is build stability as much of it as you can so that you're in a position where you can then go and get the other pieces that you need so that you're able to, um, you know, kind of get that uh, point that you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So then, I mean, we didn't kind of build it up a lot because we already did one, three, and four, right. and they're in a complete agreement. But our second place team is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. They took a step back last year. They yeah. they lost three of their last four games to fall out of playoff contention, and people were back on the bandwagon after they beat the Eagles, who eventually would go on to win yeah. the Super Bowl. But the Seahawks finished the year nine and seven, and they look like a team that's on the other side of their peak. You know, they're I on agree. that downhill slide. Now, how we talked about with the Rams, how in a few years they're going to have some serious issues. Actually, it could be in a couple of years. Like, you know, it could come at you quick if you're the Rams. That's what happened to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. They had all this stuff. They were able to sign all these other guys because they had the friendly deal. They had an even more friendly deal for their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then you got to pay the quarterback. And... You got to pay the other guys too, and it just it starts to go to go south, and and that's fine, and that's just how that kind of works out. But they, you know, while there are some things there, you know, some issues there, I think they're in a spot where they can start building to actually make those improvements. I think we've, I feel like we've seen this how many times where the when you start to count the Seahawks out they kind of make a little comeback. And I'm not saying they're going to be all the way back or they're going to be, you know, that much a Super Bowl contender or anything. But I think they're going to be a little bit, well, I say a little bit better. I think they're not going to have a huge drop off and, and win like five or six games next year. I think no, I don't think that's right. in the But like, I, you know, when, I, when you look at it, you know, when you, <laughs> this is kind of one of those things. Yeah, you know. Outside of the Rams, when you look at the Cardinals roster, you're like, maybe they aren't that bad. You know, like, (laughs) there's just, it's kind of interesting um, when you look at some of those. uh, I just. Well, the Legion of Boom is done. That's over with. Yeah. With, um, you know, we already mentioned about the San Francisco cast off. They ceremoniously well, and, and the other one's just not showing up right now. Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas is not showing up. They had the Cam Chancellor issue last year, yeah. and uh, you know they were nine and seven last year, and I don't know if they've gotten any better. Russell Wilson is a shell of his former self. He's just been having injury issues, well, and when he's and, been playing, he hasn't been great. And they haven't been able to protect him at all. Like they've, it's been awful, and I I don't know that they're going to be able to do a better job of that this year. You know, yeah. like I. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to put him at nine and seven because I think Russell Wilson's good enough to get him. To get yeah, him. that's probably exactly where I have. And their biggest off-season acquisition was first-round draft pick Rashad Penny, right? Who hopefully will calm down the running back situation that they've had trouble with ever since yeah. Marshawn Lynch required, retired. What three years ago now? Yeah, I think because he sat a year and then he came back with right. Oakland last year. Uh, you know, but there was at times in fantasy you wanted Chris Carson, you wanted Mike Davis, you oh, wanted CJ Prostis. What an awful and spot! Now, um, now they have Rashad Penny, who uh, has proved in college that he can put up the stats. Will it translate to the NFL? They also, have, this may be the best pickup. Sebastian Janikowski is yeah. kicker. Yeah, bye Hauschka. Hello Janikowski. Yeah. So, 
You might get misses still, but you're going to have long misses. <laughs> right. <laughs> he'll look good doing it. Yeah. And he'll have a good time doing he it. He will I'm have sure. a good time doing it. Um, the other big story in the draft was them taking both uh, or signing both of the Griffin brothers. Yeah. Uh, from UCF. Yeah. Uh, Shapim, uh, the linebacker, uh, went in the fifth round, and then um, they were able to get uh, Shaquille. Uh, Shaquille went last year. Oh. Shaquille was drafted oh, last you're right, year. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm, combi- I'm combining. Yeah. I was combining the the two. Yeah, you're right. My my bad. My bad. They yeah they got Shaquille last year and they got Shaquille which is this year. Awesome. And it's one of those. And I don't really find myself very often being like go Seahawks. You know, like actively rooting for them. I may in a situation or something, but I, that's a guy I'm rooting for. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it'd be fun to see him succeed. It yeah. is good. What a great story. Uh, yeah. And, and, and his brother's sticking by him. You know, he could have gone to some yeah. bigger schools than UCF, but he right. said we're basically a package deal. Right. And then, like, and then he earned it. Like, yeah. it's one thing to get there. You know, like, that's great. But, he, you know, he played lights out. And, you know, he played lights out against the best teams they played this year mm-hmm. and, and won a national championship. Yeah. <laughs> they, right? That's, like, right. I mean, they they like, that's what they like to tell you, don't they? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so that's how we see it this year. Um, almost identical to last year, which I hate to do, but I I just, I'm not going to go out on a tangent just to go out on a tangent. I need to have a reason for it. Tell me why you think the Rams aren't the best team out there. You know, like, is what I would say to somebody who's going to pick a different top team out there. You know, like, no way. Like, I feel like the Rams are the best team and I feel like they got better. Yeah. So I think yeah. they're they're going to improve uh, their lead um, on on kind of the rest of the squad there. But yeah. and I, think, I feel like Arizona and San Francisco are trending in the right direction. Well, um, it's actually it's, San Francisco's year because Arizona won in fifteen, <sighs> Seattle in sixteen, there we go. the LA Rams. We never last know. Year. Maybe maybe Garoppolo has got more in the hey, tank than maybe we Maybe those no names, the ones that we think are third or fourth uh, tier <sighs> players, uh, will uh, make a name for ourselves, prove us wrong, and yeah. San Francisco will go from last to first. San Francisco has finished last the previous three seasons. Yeah. Uh, but I see it being Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. With 49ers and, Car- 49ers and Cardinals building and looking better for the future, L.A. staying at the top but holding, and Seattle trending backwards. Yeah. But I think Seattle's still slightly better than the Cardinals and 49ers this year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, do you have anything else to say on this show before we wrap it up and get out of here? I do not. Okay. Now, um, next well, that's week. Not true. Okay. Go ahead. Congratulations to the uh, Wilson graduates and the other graduates out yep. there. But, um, you know, they have. Uh, you know, start that transition into the next uh, phase of life, um, you know, which can be kind of crazy, but um, good luck. And, you know, we know they'll find their way, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we did. If we can do it, they can do it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they'll keep telling them themselves that because That's right. we're pulling for them. We're hoping that they're able to uh, succeed and uh, do them better. And hopefully one day we're listening to a show that they're doing. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, I believe I have on the schedule a show for next week. I know you won't be around. Oh, right? yeah, I won't. That's right. So I'll make sure <laughs> I'll get your input this week okay. so you can give me your thoughts on them. And I don't know if I'll have a guest or if it'll just be me doing a quick show. 
um, going over the AFC South will be next week. Got it. And then the following week after that, two weeks from now, there's no regular show, but we'll be doing our second Bulldog Hour. It'll be after the 7-on-7, the golf tournament, and I'm working on guests. I think you're going to try to make it. Um, yeah, I should, if, I should be able to make it. If the guests work out, we could have an extra person here with us um, or at least an additional thing to cover. So we'll see how that all plays out. But Joe Mays and JRF show next week, AFC South, two weeks, Bulldog Hour. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back again, I think, um, on what, June, is that June 30th or July 1st? I think it's the 1st. I have no idea. So, yeah, but we're around. We're doing stuff the next few weeks. Um, we're not off completely until, I think, uh, after the 4th of July. Um, I don't think there's a show that weekend, but we'll keep you updated and let you know how things are going. Make sure you uh, like us and follow us on Facebook and, uh, and Twitter. Go to jmnjrradio.com. Um, birthday shout-outs. Happy belated to my youngest daughter, Haley, turning three a few days ago. Crazy. Congratulations to my cousin, Todd, mm-hmm. and his wife, Kristen, who had a beautiful baby girl on Haley's birthday, June hey, 6th. Another go. set of birthday buddies in the Mays family, <laughs> uh, Kylie. And also... Kristen celebrated her birthday the next day. So we have another set of, oh my gosh. of uh, parent and uh, child you like, you like back to back close days. Together. <laughs> yeah. Well, Haley shares it with Kylie and actually our, uh, our friend from college of their daughter. And I share it with my cousin's children, Gabby and Ansley. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, then my dad's the day after me. So <laughs> it's just really, really odd. Uh, so yeah, I think. I think that's it. I'm sure I'm missing a ton of birthdays because we haven't been on in a little bit, but I apologize. Um, But anything else to say? No. All right. Well, then that wraps up the 260th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Rap. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRap.com. The Joe Mays and JRap Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.